Pencil Culture Puppets Props Puns Podcasts Welcome back, everybody, to another issue of that pop culture magazine, Cancel Culture. Hey, everybody. It's nice to be back here again in the studio here uh, with the legendary Wid here on Cancel Culture. And uh, Wid, uh, this show is broadcast originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Well, yeah. And in honor of that, I have uh, the curly football doll. What's that what? in your hand here? Look, football, uh, we're talking about the, uh, look, and here's a little curly cue. <laughs> he's, he's good like, he's good like that. Um, hey, Wade, uh, are you feeling well? How was your weekend? Um, I went, hey, the Eagles won, okay? I'm not a big uh, football fan, except when, you know, the last couple of games, you gotta be, you know, if you're from Philadelphia, and you don't want, you don't want the, uh, you know, the Giants. I don't want to say anything about the Giants, but what's the difference between the Giants and uh, Captain Crunch? What? Uh, Captain Crunch belongs in a bowl, okay? And I, I know I'm a serial uh, joke teller like that, but... How about, uh, you know, who was the quarterback? Does anybody know who the quarterback was? For, uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah? Yes. And, uh, but uh, I hear his mother sent him to college and all this stuff and, and financed him, and uh, she only got a quarterback. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm <clears throat> sorry. That's second down. Okay. Uh, that's, uh, I, uh, well, that's cool, though. In Philadelphia, they're celebrating. Uh, they're uh, lighting cars on fire and, uh, you know, Putting uh, Eddie Hardy T-shirts on pigeons, they're what? just all excited. Didn't a, a guy eat horse hockey? Oh, he ate, that's something. He ate horse hockey. Okay, and uh, you know what hockey means? It's uh, I know what the puck does that mean? But no, horse hockey. Uh, and he was just so filled with celebration, he actually ate it, like oh. Divine did in uh, in Pink Flamingos. Yes. But uh, this was horse. Okay. You know this story he's talking about. Uh, you always hear about that uh, sports stars around the world always say Philadelphia has the worst sports fans. And there's a story that we all know about in 1966. They, they bombarded Santa Claus on a TV game with ice balls. Oh, they, yeah, of course. You know. And it wasn't it wasn't a snowball. It was like compacted ice, and it hurt him. And they've done this before <laughs> too. Like when I, when Dallas played here years ago, with Jimmy Johnson, they threw uh, ice balls at him, and sometimes people threw uh, batteries. Like they're totally, oh my god! Just some people just like it's repre- reprehensible. Reprehensible. I was, and one, one time, one time they were on Monday Night Football, okay. major game televised, like a big game against Dallas. Oh, we're bad. We're bad fans. And somebody shot a flare gun off in the stadium, and it's just a totally ridiculous. But. When the celebration of, was it 2018 when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, 
the people in Philadelphia went crazy. They even had a police detail that was greasing up all the light poles because people were climbing up there and hanging from light poles. They, they actually did that uh, this year, too. Yes. Uh, uh, somebody's winning, but they, they greased those poles, okay? I, and it's... You know, the Italians do that for uh, for yeah, entertainment. They, they grease do. a pole and uh, they do you got to climb up and get a prosciutto. And they look they look for any reason to it, like Tony Danza's birthday, uh, Godfather 2's on AMC. But at the last celebration, yeah. all Phillies fans are screaming, yeah, go Eagles, yeah, and they're screaming. This one drunken guy runs up and he grabs a piece of big giant pile of horse manure from a police horse. Okay. And he goes, yeah, eagles. <laughs> he, started, he started eating it. He's going, and a long face. I'll oh, tell you, that's why. Uh, don't be a naysayer. But he, uh, but um, I guess, I guess he wasn't stable. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, sorry. I don't think he was. But uh, it behooves me. But it behooves me. But he, uh, <laughs> he. Uh, well, anyway, um, I love when you hear. Do you probably do this too? Right, and everybody out there, you ever watch an old TV show or an old movie, and you go, "I know that guy," and you immediately pull your phone out and do an IMDb search. You see something? You probably do. It. Oh, I know uh, that. Yeah, yeah, of course I do. Yeah, that you guy. Know, I want to know who these people. Uh, like, you know, like that guy was in like uh, Inherit the Earth, and he was in a, a Christmas Story. He was in a Zapruder film, stuff like that. But I, uh, I was trying to find a. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! The Zapruder film was uh, uh, the actual. Uh, eight millimeter, you know, film that uh, Mr. Zabruta took. Okay. Yes, you know that. And how could that actor uh, have been there? Well, you know, and, that, unless it was, you know, uh, unless it was one of those conspiracies. You know, uh, that's only you know that that film was not released. It was a Zabruta film from like the late sixties, like five years after the Kennedy assassination. But you know, it was more of a longer film. Like there was him doing honeymoon stuff with his wife. The book was better. Yes, Hemingway. But uh, so anyway, back to the thing about the guy eating the horse manure, right? Um, I hope it was a uh, well. I think his only rule for eating it, it had to be kosher. But <laughs> I uh, this is non-fat horse manure, right? Uh, ugh. Oh, it makes me gaffy. But he, uh, but at I least want, they're vegetarians. Okay, yes, the horses, yes. right? That's right. Um, but I went online trying to find this guy. Okay. And this made news around the world. Uh, the UK, yeah. uh, Philadelphia Eagles fans in celebration eats horse, whatever they call it over in, in Europe, you know, the ho- horse meat pies. Yeah. Right? But uh, you're up to no good. Blood pudding. All right. All right. And uh, so he ate. Well, I've been trying for years to find. I know people know who this guy is because he had to be like a neighborhood guy in town. But. Uh, oh, yeah. He had all the gear on. He had all the, you know. And just to do something like that he's in a, your yeah. hometown, and maybe he worked around horses. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's into that, right? <laughs> like, he, yeah. you know, he's, he's hanging out the stables. Hey, man, uh, you going to throw that away? <laughs> so, but also... How about the horse walks into the restaurant, and the waiter goes, hey, and he goes, how did you know? <laughs> what do you call it? My favorite What show? does a horse say in San Francisco? What's that? Hey... <laughs> That's not a that's not an anti whatever joke. Uh, that was in today's family. That was in today's family circus. That's, that's right. Um, uh, but uh, be a little patient. Okay. <sighs> Gotten himmel. So, but also around the same time period. Yes, sir. In the city of Philadelphia, mm-hmm. was a big fat blonde hair guy. Not me. But the guy looked like John Candy or like Chris Farley with all messed up hair. Okay. 
I think it was they were playing a New York team, uh, like a New York Giants. It was a football game. It was a baseball. It was a, we were, the Philadelphia team was playing a New York team, and a father and his daughter were sitting there enjoying the game, but they're from out of town. They were not from Philadelphia. The Jets? Yes. <laughs> no, come on. I'm, I'm, I'm winging it. Uh, That's not right, brother. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this big fat guy. I'm sorry, heavy, uh, heavy set guy. Uh, skinny challenged, but he, uh, right. So the guy, he was like yelling out at the the baseball or football game. I'm almost sure it's a baseball game now, but uh, he got mad at the couple, the father and his daughter in front of him. Yeah. So so saying, "Yeah, hey, man, you're in business." What did he do? He made himself I, throw up over the guy and his daughter. Right. <laughs> he was, ah, bleh, bleh. and they, and they, all I saw was that the guy got arrested for it. Had his mug shot. And he was like, Gah! and his right eye was all black. Yeah, you know somebody punched him in the face. Oh, yeah, I mean, definitely, that, right? That's like, yeah. that's, oh, that's the ultimate in skiing. Yeah. yeah. That's the, uh, the only one who would be, uh, you know, maybe eating horse hockey. Oh, what's up, Chuck? You know, which, I, you know. Oh, well, uh, well, here I saw one online, whatever happened to that guy? Well, and he, uh, he, he died like eight months later. And he was a kid, like 22 years old. He wasn't like a... He really died? Yeah, he died. I'm like, oh, I wish this story had a funny ending. Like, sorry to hear that. He was going to other games. Well, now he's probably vomiting on angels in heaven. Uh, but uh, today, before the show, we had an exciting story happen to me. Um, happened to John Kensel. Yes. Uh, okay. I uh, had... Well, the big boss, right? With the hot sauce, the heater, the heater. The population across the nation is watching uh, the show. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, but well, Of course, Jerry Blavitt. We uh, have to say something uh, about Jerry. Jerry was a very, very uh, interesting character. Very interesting character right there. Look, I'm, I'm still not professional when I'm thinking about poor Jerry Blavitt and uh, the years that he spent spinning those records and making people happy. I um, mean, you know. Now, the person he's talking about here, people, is a famous boss jock from Philadelphia. Boss jocks were very, very popular because they played what the kids want to hear yeah. in the 50s and 60s and 70s. And uh, their music was really popular because kids weren't uh, bored by watching cable TV all day, MTV and all that stuff. Back then... Yeah, they, they only looked at the, you know, 45, uh, you know, records were only two minutes, so we had short attention spans, too. Well, oh, well, this guy was still around. He was beloved and filled out like a Philadelphia icon. Uh, he was like Rocky Balboa, but real. Uh, but he was a short, short, thin little guy. He was half Italian, half Jewish. Uh, there's no joke there. Uh, but he was a, he was like about five foot, I don't know, six, and he was oh yeah, he was real uh, thin. You know, he was a shorty, but he started dancing on uh, American uh, right, right there on this uh, magazine. Like Dick he, he, Clark, right there. He started at thirteen. Jerry Blavitt started on uh, a dancer, and he, and he was and he loved dancing till the day he died. Uh, but he was a real popular DJ in Philly because, but he would like back in the sixties. You had a favorite song. You could, you could write him a letter, right? I don't think he called. And he got, can you and you would ask for a certain time? Can you please play the music? Uh, at you know, play the song between five thirty and six o'clock on a Friday. But he was enormously popular, and his show was syndicated around the world, around the country. But uh, he had the discophonic scene in Philadelphia. He had a, a dance shows similar to American Bandstand, but he was well known across the country, and uh, and he had a that pattern, that skippy, that talky. Uh, 
Hey, I'm the Gator with the heater, the boss with the hot sauce. That was his, uh, yeah, uh, uh, you know, salutations. Yeah. Okay, uh, he was. Don't he, be moaning. I got Crohn's disease. He, I think he's one of the last of the uh, constantly working. Okay, and they called him the Gator with the heater yeah. because and, he used to hold the guns at the mafia funerals. Okay, oh. because he was a trusted individual. I guess if you're on the radio all the time, they know where to get you. Well, it, well, very, he was a very interesting guy, and he was always out and about in, in Philadelphia. And he, he was on one of your favorite shows, John. Sex in the City. Ooh, ooh! No, he was on the monkeys. Yeah, right? and I have I have the life size Davy Jones right here. Um, but he was a uh, he was uh, on the monkeys one time because he was a very popular DJ across the country. Yeah, he broke and, a lot. Of, he broke a, a lot of artists. Out oh there. my god! And he knew them all, and he knew him. And I've noticed about some certain performers like Wid, uh, Gilbert Gottfried, Artie Lang, Jackie the Joke Man. These guys have uh, their memories. Of specific things, it's incredible. Back oh, 1972, I did this. 1981, I did this. But Jerry Blatt was a really an interesting character, and not in my neighborhood where I live at in Philadelphia. He he taught, you know, he taught us about different records, and he would talk in between, and he would keep going with the pattern. He'd have music in the background, and he would go, "Hey, and this artist did this then, and uh, this artist also had a hit. This record should have been played more. This record." Oh. And well, he, never played like records that you heard all the time. He, you know, he loved that doo wop and uh, like music from the fifties and sixties and Dion. Sure. And, and then he liked to fell into the Motown stuff. But he still had a show today on the the, the hip station in Philadelphia called uh, eighty eight five. He had a, a show on Friday nights. But it was really WXPN. Neat. Oh, but oh, but it was really cool because, like Wid said, he played a song called. Uh, uh, um, I shaved my junk in, in the back of a Cadillac. Sorry, I, I went to Filth Town. But uh, he would play that song, and then he would play another artist doing it, and he'd weave the songs. You have both records spinning, and we go from the first artist to the second artist. And he said, and that song was re recorded in 1981 by the Poor Veeran and the Bellhops. He, he would play uh, records that were influenced or redone by uh, other artists. Like you would say, oh, that, that's a George Harrison song. But uh, but really, it was a song from uh, the uh, you know the sixties oh, yeah. or fifties, um, and uh, he did it on a, uh, on a couple occasions where people would cover songs and people think, oh, that that artist did, it. and then he would go back in his files and uh, he knew everything about records. Oh, I mean, he was a uh, well, this is really interesting individual. Uh, oh, he, Wade's right. There's a there's a guy named Ben Vaughn who I think is from the area, but he has a band called Ben Vaughn's Combo. But he loves a quirky, alternative, offbeat music. But he did the sound uh, track for Third Rock in the Sun and other shows and movies. He, he's just really interesting music lover and musician. Anyway, he does a, a radio show called Ben Vaughn's uh, whatever hour, right? Well, he did a tribute to Jerry Blavitt last night. And this is really cool. He went to Jerry Blavitt. This is before he died. He went to Jerry Blavitt's... Uh, uh, townhouse and he found a sack of, of oh of uh, i know this one because he found a sack of envelopes that were actually from uh, how long ago 40 Nin 1962 wow and, and so that's almost 30 years ago for, no but he found a sack of requests from people who wanted him to play a record that that's what the old djs would do 
they would take requests by mail. We didn't have those. Uh, those we, we, this is how you yes. have to do yep. it sometimes, too. But uh, they, he found a, a, a sack of them at, from 1962. And they were he, never they were never opened. They were never opened because you know he probably received so many of them, or somebody uh, miscategorized well, them. I think there was because he's he's reading some requests, but like three were like gas bills. Your gas is as good as mine. All right. uh, and uh, oh my god, the couch is going back to Sears. But when he <laughs> he would he would read them on the air. Uh, Fifty years later. Well, well, it was really well. That's what they did last night. He went to the, the Ben Vaughn went to Jerry's town, and he had a bag of those envelopes. Mm-hmm. And he's reading. Uh, uh, hey, can you please play Soldier Boy by the? Yeah, Shirelle? my boyfriend's going off to uh, by the Shirelles, is it? Yeah, right. He, uh, he goes, can, 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 so, Soldier Boy. Well, he played that. He goes, and she goes, because my two friends are going off to Vietnam. They probably didn't see much action because they were in the early part of the war. But he read that. It's really cool. And he'll, and he'll say something like, Soldier Boy, 1962 by the Shirelles. He goes, originally recorded by a band out of Poughkeepsie, New York. You know, the, the cat stomachs. Right? Used to, he used to come to our uh, comedians, uh, you know, get together on the uh, day before Thanksgiving. And uh, he would come there. And here he was, like, uh, oh. he must have been 80. When he was standing up on top of a table dancing to the uh, the Soul Crusaders or Soul Survivors or soul something, sur- like yeah, Soul. Oh, all right. I I have two stories I can tell Still about. Still doing him. it. I, oh, you have time for this? Sure. I have two stories about Jerry Blavitt. All right. Now that he's passed away. I can say it. One. Oh, uh, I, I I hope it's you know uh, gossipy. Uh, oh, both of them are. I will tell the story and a. I'll tell the story, um, and I will use polite language. Well, yeah, just yes. You'll... All right. Uh, we were talking to Jerry Blatt one time at a, uh, a function. This would be ten years ago. And My man, pots and pans. That's what he'd say. My man's a weed. <laughs> Weed, the man with the props, the prop master general, prop, 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 <laughs> Orville Redden, papa, the weed, and he's and he would always snap his fingers, and he had that pattern. Oh, it was cool, and he could talk that way till he, he and his voice never changed. No, it's weird too. If you do find the video of uh, this guy Jerry Blavitt, uh, he sounds just like Jackie the Joke Man, same voice. Uh, wow, oh, he had the pattern, like the rhyming words. All right, hmm. I was talking to him at the. Gets comedy comedians get together. He wasn't there for us, but this venue has a bunch of Christmas parties, right? And he knows some of the comedians. Yeah, he knew them all. Yeah, yeah, he knew Big Daddy and then a, yeah. you know a couple of right. Conklin. Uh, I was talking to him about uh, all the hot girls here at mm-hmm. the, these events, and he goes, "Thank God I got the pump installed." He goes, "I can still perform. I can still get with the ladies." I go, "What do you mean?" And here he told me he got a oh, can I use the clinical word uh, a a, a pee pee pump, right? And, and that's not what I thought. It wasn't the thing that looks like a habit trail. It was something else. It's, an, it was, it's put in your body by an operation. Yeah. And it's in a man's area. And there's a pump on it, and you pump it up like you're uh, doing, like a, what do you call it, the, uh, your blood test. Okay. And, and then you can perform. And he told me he had one so he could perform. And I'm like, Ugh, don't ever meet your, cele- don't ever meet your heroes. <laughs> I don't want to hear that or think about it. When I went home, I was putting holy water in my ears. The Gator with the Peter. All right. 
You know what's funny too? That that, that pump's going to go up on eBay this week. I uh, uh, all right. Now here's story number two. Now this is controversial. This may break new grounds. Wow. All right. 1998. I was talking to a comedian friend of mine. Uh oh. All right. And he said, "Yeah, I used to see Jerry Blavitt all the time at a uh, in the Jersey Shore. There's a famous nightclub called Memories in Margate." And there's another one, too. There's one. Uh, oh, yeah, the other one in Seattle. Uh, you, and there used to be one up up near uh, uh, Cherry Hill, right on the, uh, I think that one closed. Yeah. But uh, that's how popular he was. He had two, you know. Well, this is interesting. He, uh, he uh, well, he, all right, and I'll, I'll tell my friend's story first. My friend says, yeah, one time years and years ago in the 70s, went down to Memories of Margaret to see Jerry Blavitt. Because his special guest that show was none other than famous guitar player, who I think is the real god, real father of rock, Chuck Berry. Because it's rock is a guitar to me, and, and toughness, right? And also Bill Haley. But this is oh, look, there's lots of scandals about Chuck Berry, though. Oh right? my god, you know, do he, not look up. Oh, you can do this. Do look up. See if you can do a, a search of Chuck Berry and the Hooker, and there's a video of it. That's all I'll say. All right. Is so, that a children's book? No, no, no. It's a video. Watch oh, a video. Oh, okay. Oh my, <laughs> children's book. See, see Chuck Berry. See the girl. See the girl <laughs> asks for her money. Right? All right. So, uh, uh, she goes. Oh, if, if, anyway. Uh, so, so this is, my, this is my friend's story. First, he said he was down at Margate with his friend in the, in the 1970s, and Chuck Berry was performing. He said when he wasn't looking, Chuck Berry took a break. Uh huh. His friend had a floor length black leather overcoat. Suit, you know, outdoor jacket. When no one was looking, he walked over, put the leather overcoat on top of the guitar, and and stole it and walked out the door with it, and stole the guitar. And my friend told me, "Yeah, he's got the guitar hanging in his basement of his house in Northeast Philadelphia." Oh my god! Right now, this is this this story. My friend, Chuck Berry's guitar right? must be worth well a, a billion on eBay now. But I'm sure they're looking for it too. And they do they people who get famous artists who get their guitar stolen. Eventually, do find them because someone there's people who there is like detectives who will find the serial number if it's on a pawn shop, uh, they, they will find it. So, yeah. all right, that story my friend told me 25 years ago. I was four years old when he told me, ladies. So, all right, Jerry Blavitt, I have his book he put about I don't know 10 years ago. Yeah, all right, about 10 years ago. What's it called? I think it's called the the Geeter with the heater. The Ge- okay. Geeter's Greatest Hits or something? Why'd they call him the Geeter with the heater? I have no idea. Because he used to hold the guns at the mafia funerals. Oh, okay. the Geeter with, with the, heater, yeah. the heater gun, right? Yeah, um, and uh, that's how he got, you know, because he, they knew juice. where to find them. So in his book, he tells that story of wow. the missing guitar, right? And But here's his story. He contacted Little Richard to perform at his nightclub. For like it was like twenty thousand dollars for Little one, Richard, the piano player. Woo! <laughs> He's the architect of rock and roll. Yes, he is. Tutti Fruity, Ah Rudy. Yes, he was very good on the piano and very. Uh, he was uh, outwardly gay. Yes. and and uh, and was proud of it. And uh, he called himself the Georgia Peach. Yes. Okay? Yeah, that's right. He and he was. He's incredible At, too. Uh, he, he and uh, Chuck Berry are mm. the architects of rock and roll. I would say so. Yes. So, so, um, so the week of the show, he had contracted for Little Richard. On Monday, Little Richard says, "I'm not doing it. I want thirty thousand dollars, cat, to do it." 
up front. All right. And Jerry said, I, I can't do that. I might be wrong on the numbers. I know it was in the tens and twenties of thousands, right? So Jerry Blatter goes, I can't do that. You're just changed everything around. You're, and I have the whole show promoted and booked. So he goes, what's the next best thing or the, the same best thing? So he got Chuck Berry. And he says in the book that Chuck Berry wanted a $20,000 cash. Okay. Two ladies of the evening. And I think a backup band. Isn't that an art contract too? Yes, yes. Mine, uh, oh. yes. So or, or we get day nurses. So he, ha- he tells a story in the book. He goes, so Chuck's on stage at, at my club at Margate. He goes to take a break. He comes back to the stage. His guitar is missing. Right? He goes, so we locked all the doors. And believe you me, Chuck got his guitar back. Right? And <sighs> now in this, the story I, the story I was before that, my, my friend goes, no, the guitar's at his house. Um, so I don't know who to believe. I never saw the guitar, but I heard the story from somebody else 25 years ago who was there with the person that took it. Uh, but, he, you know, I think if my friend, friend who did steal it, and they did catch him, he'd be arrested, or something would have happened to him. Right. Jerry Blavitt does not say that in the book. Like, we beat the crap out of this guy, and he's, he says, swim with the fishes. So I, I think the first story's true, and he was just making up for it. Uh, he would swim with the fishes? If Jerry Blavitt's friends took care of him. It must have been a bass guitar. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Sleep with the fishes, not swim, <laughs> swim with the fishes. <laughs> How about that Chuck Berry, though? I, I mean, he was... Uh, he and little Richard, bop, bop, and loop, bop, bop, bam, boom. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and it's a, uh, but Chuck Berry's incredible. Uh, uh, but, uh, yes. Uh, Did you ever meet him? Who? Chuck Berry? Chuck Berry, no. I saw him in uh, Memphis, okay, uh, high up on a ridge, just a half a mile from the Mississippi. And that's exactly where I saw him. Like uh, the song? Uh, yeah, uh, right on the Mississippi. He was playing outside, and, oh. you know, big concert. And, and it was, you know, just, it was great. I, I mean, he plays every Johnny Be Good and then Beyond, uh, you know? The stories I've heard about him, uh, oh, he's beloved. Everybody says he's like, uh, uh, he you had, know. He had, a, he, had a, he had his own restaurant in, like, I think it was St. Louis, uh-huh. Missouri. Uh, because there's a St. Louis, Kansas. In, in heaven, okay. with Jesus. St. Louis. Oh, is there a St. Louis? There's two St. Louises, yeah. Uh, wait, do you mean the state or the city? <laughs> Spell Mississippi. <laughs> What, the river or the state? (laughs) So he had a restaurant, and uh, he got caught videotaping ladies going to the bathroom. He had a hidden camera. And he got, like, the the, the number of women was, it's like 1,200 women or 120. It was a a really high number. And I I think he did a couple years. Did he do some time in jail for income tax evasion? Uh, Income tax evasion. No, and... Taking minors over the state oh, yeah, line that was a big for deal. moral porpoises. Um, but he also, like, there's the, the stories about him, were, and his music is like, great today. Yeah. Even uh, Keith Richards uh, said about him, uh, you know, I love how he plays, but I couldn't warm up to him uh, if I uh, set him on fire. Did you, know? did, did you hear that story about him when he met Keith Richards? What did he? Uh, Keith Richards idolized him. So did George Harrison. Keith Richards from uh, the Rolling Stones and George Harrison from the Beatles both idolized him. Yes. Well, uh, they did a tribute to a tribute to uh, Chuck Berry on TV, and backst- And these guys were in seventh heaven because they were playing with them. All these okay. famous guitar players. And uh, it's very similar to the episode. It's called, I think it's called Hail, Hail, Rock and Roll. Hey, yeah, I, I saw it in the movies. Yeah. It's, it's very uh, similar to the ones that, when those guys all backed up Roy Orbison. 
right the experience so there's always great guitar players are there and uh backstage uh Keith Richards sold Chuck Berry's famous red guitar, and, wow. he, and he picked it up, and Chuck yeah. Berry came back, and what do you think he did? He, he punched Keith Richards in the face. <laughs> and uh, I know several wow. for touching his guitar. He was not a, the happiest guy off stage. Um, I know. How, s- how could Chuck Berry punch that old man? I know. <laughs> he was old even back then. Yeah. Like, oh. uh, there was a, one more thing. As, uh, Chuck Berry, a very interesting guy, uh, crazy offstage stuff he was involved in. And, oh, God, I should have written a great story about this, too. Uh, oh, I know several musicians, I bet Wid does, too, who actually played with Chuck Berry. When oh, yeah. Ch- when Chuck Berry would come to town uh, to a venue, he would ask for a drummer, and a, a bass player, or a bass player, yeah, a drummer, and they could be anybody, anybody at all. But I think they got paid through the union, or just asked for it. Um, and all they had to do was keep a beat behind them. He would tell, he would yell out the chord changes behind, like you know, key of C one five seven, and just they just had to keep the beat for him. But um, every single person I know that ever backed him up said he was screaming at us, <laughs> yelling at us, and stuff like that. Oh, that's like, you know, some band leaders, they do that. They get into that, uh, like, almost a drill instructor, and uh, they'll throw around. That's uh, uh, Buddy Rich, okay? Another Famous drummer. He would yell at his uh, bands, and, uh, you know, it, it's a viral tape that everybody should hear, Buddy Rich yelling at his band. Buddy Rich, one of the, great, the greatest drummer out there, okay? Uh, everybody followed Buddy Rich, but he used to yell, and I'm sure Chuck did too. I know that uh, uh, Tommy Dorsey even he would yell at his bands, and uh, you know, now everybody's got you know ego problems. They don't let anybody be the boss. Benny Goodman was the worst of all, like reprimanding his band. Yeah, that this is true. Um, Wid, mm-hmm. guess what? What? That's it for this episode. Of hey, cancel culture. And uh, we just want to say we love Jerry Blavitt. And, uh, you know, and we're glad that, uh, you know, there's so, been such an outpouring of uh, a- admiration for the guy. And uh, I just want to say God, God bless uh, Jerry Blavitt. And thanks for watching. Please spread uh, the news and about cancel culture and subscribe on YouTube and listen to cancel culture on all podcast formats. Yeah!